yeah, I should probably uh, pee. I might just pee right here in my pants. So no, that's good. I'll wait. You want to watch me pee? No. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Hold on, guys. I don't know if you saw my shirt here. I hate to interrupt. Happy time, but yeah, I no, I, I saw something. Oh, very nice. So nice. what does it say? It's hard to read. Nothing cuts comes, like a slayer. <laughs> when it comes to chainsaws, ask a pro. Nice. What's it say? Nothing cuts, cuts like a slayer. A slayer. Oh, okay. I was showing <laughs> Mark. I got my my chop top tins. And this one says, music is my oh. life. Oh, it's heavy. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other ones oh. of Chop Top-isms. Why am I even called Chop Top? I know I just, and I creamed my pants just now. Just seeing those buttons. But hey. <laughs> well, next time they come around, you got to come to a cinema wasteland with us when we go see them. You know, meet Caroline Absolutely. Williams. And so I have the, the one says, uh, lick my What do they all say? Lick my plate, you dog dick. Dog will hit, hunt, get that bitch. Burn her like a ramp, burn her like a ramp. And peel that pig and slice him thick. And then the music is my life. Oh, yeah. But live. Can, I, can I ask a request in person? <laughs> I, I had to make a phone call, but it, it, it's too disembodied. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can be from... stretch, scream. Yeah, you could be stretched. We've we got to have the shorts for it. You can do that. Oh, good. Are you? <laughs> Say that again, Joe. I'm getting a boner. Hold on. <laughs> nope, nope. Say it again. <laughs> I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. I am Chop Top. I am Blood Letter. I'm Blood Letter. And you are listening to Heavy Metal Horror. You know, you guys can say that with me. We can all say it together. Let's Do it all again. say it together. Like we're going to go over that mountaintop and see the sweet Lord Jesus. Let's go have a meeting on the mountain. Here we go. You are listening to Heavy Metal Horror. Welcome, welcome, kitties. Tonight's episode is going to be something very special. We are going to be discussing one of our favorite movies of all time, and that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. Part 2. 1986. It is just a fantastic horror movie. Uh, it's a sequel, direct sequel to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is, I think, one of the, arguably one of the more seminal um, horror movies of all time. This has a completely different tone in that it's much lighter. It doesn't have that kind of documentary feel, but it, it tells the story of a DJ, if you're unfamiliar with the movie, named Stretch, who gets involved with uh, the Sawyer Brothers, the Chainsaw Killers, because there's a, a live killing on the radio when these two guys are calling her. Bratlatt's big titties! Um, 
And so she gets pulled in along with Lefty, who's a Texas Ranger who's been tracking down these murderers for, for 12 years or so because his connection to the original murder, that was like it was his nephew, I believe, that got killed. And that's that's when things kind of take off from there. So let I, I, I will I'll turn it over. Uh, 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 I'd like to make a request. Uh, maybe that uh, Chop Top could could talk a, a little bit about the movie. That uh, that lefty request record. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> em, em, em. <laughs> ah! That's, that's heavy. It's heavy. Uh, um, for me, I think, you know, it's interesting that, uh, you know, Tobey Hooper directed this one. I thought, I don't think he intentionally wanted to make it like a comedy horror. No, really. As, you know, when I first saw it, it terrified me. Sheer, what do I want to say? This the intensity. It was just once it got, it just never stopped. And I was unnerved after first watching that. It was really unnerving for me. Um, and scary. But then I, I, more of the comedy elements came in. I don't know if he intentionally, Hooper intentionally did that with that film or if it was just something with the writers. And I mean, not that it's a bad thing. It's, uh, I just don't think it was intentionally made for that. But it, it was very unnerving for me when I first, first saw that. I, I was shaken. Like, you know, it takes a lot for a movie to get me to do that, even today. I do believe it was intentional to do the humor. I mean, I, it, it was meant okay. to be, all those comic elements are intentional. Unlike the original, you know, TCM. Yeah, just bleak. Right. That's just pure horror. Yeah. Um, I do think, you know, and I, I didn't know that the it was intentionally made with the comedic elements. And, of course, so far different from the first one, which was just bleak and just, you know, obviously very low budget. But, man, it still got the whole really jolted you. So I think with this one, I mean, just the lines are just, they're hysterical. There's so many things that are hysterical about it. and uh, But I know it's just unnerving because it just, once it took off, it never let up. It kept, the intensity was unbelievable in it. Yeah, it was it really scared the hell out of me. All right, a blood letter. What do you, what do you think? Um, I really like the music. Well, talk about the music. I'm a teenage <laughs> goober. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was like one of the things they opened it up with, uh, the cramps, Goo Monk, and then the first scene where they're, um, you know, driving down the the bridge or whatever, and they're, you know, chop tops dancing in yeah. the back of the truck and killing those preppy boys. Um, I heard Oingo Boingo, a song called No One Lives Forever. And um, I think that was like probably one of the first movies that Oingo Boingo, Oingo Boingo you know, was in the soundtrack. And they also wrote like Weird Science. And then um, Danny Elfman left Oingo Boingo and did a ton of other soundtracks, like the uh, everything. The Tale that, from the Grip, Crip. Yeah, from the Grip. I got the Grip. Oh, <laughs> she's got oh. the Grip. Tales from the Crip. The Simpsons. <laughs> and pretty Batman. much everything. Yeah, everything done. He's done every soundtrack. Like, to, like to every Tim Burton movie. Yes. So yeah. you know. Um, it was good to hear. Oingo and and Rugrats. No, yes. That was, that was Mark Mother's Box. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Devo. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I love the soundtrack. It's it's great. And I'm glad you know these bands. And I'm like, I'm, I don't I don't know most of them. But now that I know who they are, mm-hmm. I'd heard of the Cramps, but never listened to them. And now I will have to. I'm going to have to go. In, 
1978, they played in a mental hospital, too. They were like, you know, they, they would have, uh, you know, recreation time and music time in this mental state hospital. And um, somebody was just like, hey, yeah, let's get the cramps and the mutants, you know. And um, so they filmed it. So there is YouTube videos of, you know, the show that they played in there. And it didn't go over well. And they, they never, you know, would book the cramps again or anything. Here's my surprise but... face. Bring <laughs> <laughs> this punk band to a mental institution. Yeah. So, you know, it was it was really funny. And um, Lux Interior, the lead singer from the Cramps, is from Akron. From you know, like oh. Stowe. He was born in Stowe and like grew up in Akron and stuff like that. Oh. So, so yeah. he's like, we can give him a call and say, hey, want to do a show? Died. He died. Oh, so. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, rest in peace, brother. Yeah. <sighs> You're now a And then there was another band in there called Lords of the New, New Church. And they also got their beginning in Cleveland. Uh, Steve Bader was part of the Dead Boys, and he was from Cleveland, stuff like that. So, oh, this makes more. Me, warms my heart, Bloodletter, that you know more, more musical stuff. That's great. Mm-hmm. That you know the history of this great Cleveland music, and I didn't know these awesome. bands. Yeah, and everyone's coming from Ohio, from Cleveland. That's um, cool. Yeah, I, I mean so, they have this. Sh- "Quote unquote rock and roll Hall of Fame," but they have a lot of great music, underground music coming out. They there. do, yeah, yeah, absolutely, great underground rock, scene. except for the rock and roll Hall of Fame. <clears throat> you know, because nothing says rock and roll like Whitney Houston, so, Jay Z. Yeah, so well, that's excellent. Um, yeah. So that back to the movie, though, I like the way um, how stretch. You know, when uh, Leatherface has chased her into that the 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 vault or what what is it? I don't know what it is. The, like they, was he, when he's in the radio station. The rec- yeah, and he's in the record yeah, room the record or whatever. Room and, yeah. And I was like, I liked how she was like used her sexuality to get out of that and hit him right in the heart. What What does she say, Bloodletter? What did you say to him? Can you Can you reenact that part? If I'm If I'm Leatherface, just pretend. I've got my chainsaw <laughs> running up your thigh. What does she say? Come on, you know it's. Oh, h- how good are you? Oh, you're really, really good. So yeah, so do that, brother. I got my chainsaw. Okay, and you say. How good are you? Oh, that's the oh, oh, That's not the way. There goes my penis. <laughs> right back inside. Like a frightened On a shell. Yep. <laughs> no, you gotta do it like she does. Come on, all breathy and whispery. <laughs> How good are you? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you're really, really good. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll let, um, I'll let you and Chap Top here act it out. <laughs> we've done that so many times before. It's not hands up. It's, it's, that's that's usually what we do when we have our little slumber parties. That's right. You know, one of my favorite scenes is, and I, I swear it's the longest easy sigh scene of my ever heard. It's LG when he's like. Oh. <laughs> 
And then he spits. It's like, God, right. you're just like, yeah, like, LG, they got you too. <laughs> darling, darling, on you, darling, don't be afraid, darling. Yeah, yeah. He's all chopped up and stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll never think of, of electric knives the same way. When it comes out for, for Thanksgiving, I'll hear that. And I'll be like, oh, no. yep, LG. That turkey's been peeled. Oh, Peel that turkey. Yeah. <laughs> and thick. back to Mother's Day, that girl killed Was it Adley with the, with the electric knife. automatic oh, steak knife, too. Yeah, right. the turkey right. carver. Turkey. Oh, that was right. one of the only yeah. good shots of the film. But yeah, see, yeah. so that's good the key call. to a good horror movie. You must you must remember this for the Cyclops film. Electric carving. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, as long as you can do, how good are you? Cena? Bonafide, bonafide hit right there. Right, right. Well, I, I love that scene too with you know Caroline Williams. Actually, I used to teach TCM two in my English classes, and uh, we taught we taught that scene. There's some theories about horror, and I used a uh, short story by Angela Carter called A Company of Wolves, which is a dark sexual retelling of Little Red Riding Hood. And in that scene, Red, who's all of 12 uh, or 13, seduces the wolf into not eating her by basically using her body, you know, pure virginal body, to seduce him and kind of calms the wolf down so he won't eat her. And so I see that very much a parallel to what Stretch does in Leatherface. You know, Leatherface is getting ready to kill her, and here's here's you know uh, Stretch doing her sexual using her sexuality, you know, to uh, disarm Leatherface. And from that point of the movie, the rest of the movie on, he's kind of got this thing for her, like he saves her, rescues her. You know, uh, oh look, look at look at look at Stretch. She's my favorite, all but look, she's been red faced. Bubba's been playing with her. Bubba likes her. Bubba's got a girlfriend. Yeah, there are so many great <laughs> funny lines in this movie. Uh yeah. and and you know, the scene where Chopped Up shows up at the radio station is really uncomfortable and really menacing. Because he's got this coat hanger, he's like taking a lighter and lighting it, he's scratching at his head, and then he's like picking something off and eating it. And like the first time I saw it, I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, it was, it was really gross. And now I just see the funny part, um, <clears throat> you know, after seeing it 150 times, you know, <laughs> but, but the Sir I think Luke, no matter how many times it's, it's always disturbing. That part is like, I think it's yeah. probably one of the most disturbing parts. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it, it's, it's terrific, you know, and then, but there's, there's this combination of menace, you know, the horror and there's this underlying kind of comedy that goes along with it that is simultaneous, which is a, a lot of movies strive for that. They don't quite achieve it. Like Scream is too self-aware for that. Those horomities are, sometimes are really good. Like uh, Night of the Creeps, we'll do it. Slither is another example oh, of a really great horomity, which we'll do an episode on later down the road. But that that sense of... You know, like the scene that really got me was when Chop Top, he's just beating the shit out of LG with that hammer. And he's like, incoming mail. And he's like, boom. He keeps on hitting LG. He's like, now I'm flashback. Now I'm flashback. You know, one and a two and a three. And you know, he's just beating the shit out of him. You know, and then great lines like, look, I, I got a bonus body. You know, peel that pig and slice him thick. Uh, you know, but but then he's like, you know, he's asking Stretch, like, 
uh, uh, can, can I make a request in person? You know, I, I, you know, I, music is my life. Me and Bubba, my little brother, we listen to it every night. You know, and then it's just this horrible, very tense situation. And he's like, you know, can, can, can I have an autograph? You can send it to a, a far out fan. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I remember, you know, Bloodletter when we went to see them at Cinema Wasteland on the 20th anniversary in 2006, uh, I had Bill Mosley sign my poster, my TCM poster to a far out fan. You know, I had Lou Perriman sign his, oh shit. You know, <laughs> and I had Caroline Williams sign it. How good are you? You know, I felt a little creepy asking her, but because this was her first ever fan tour. Oh, and, was it? Okay. Yeah, so we were talking, and just I told her all about what I, that I was teaching it. I, you know, oh. I became Facebook friends with her, and had told her, you know, hey, I'm teaching this in my class, and she emailed you know me through Facebook a note for the class, like saying, Hey, you know, this is Caroline and hope you're all having a great time learning about this. And she told us, you know, told everyone about the final girl concept. And then she became actually Facebook friends with some of my class. They'd actually written to her and they kept correspondence, which I thought for several years, it was cool. just really awesome. Just a great person, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, so for those stories, but, but the movie itself has straddles this, borderline and then the humor comes in because you have the Sawyer family and they're just so psychotic you know and the the moments with with Drayton you know I told you boys and I told you don't call me on this phone god damn it you know what what well, you, you 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 coon shit you know bunch packers you, you'll be the death of me yet ah! <laughs> <You know? laughs> And it's just so over the top and funny. And it's his diatribes about the working man. Always, always, always gets it in the ass. Politicians don't pay taxes. Movie stars don't pay taxes. The small businessman gets fucked in the ass. You know, and which I think it's a great, great satire. A lot of, you know, this really kind of biting, especially in the, the Reagan era that, you know, we were in at the time really focusing on that political stuff, but it was kind of subversive in that way, but buried in all the maniacal humor with Leatherface wearing the, the jet skins and, you know, treating this like a real family business. Get that eyeball pate working on thousands of hungry fans. You know, and, it's one of those uh, hard, hard, hard shelled uh, pep peppercorns. Yeah. yeah. yeah Drayton, when he wins the chili contest, oh. whoop, 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 uh, one of them hard shelled peppercorns. You, you know, I say, I, I love this town. This town loves prime meat. You know? Right. And it's the, the, the family dynamic is what is so hysterical and comical in the midst of this horror. And, and I see the two seamlessly kind of feeding off of one another, you know, because it is still terrifying. I mean, Chop Top is still terrifying and menacing and Leatherface is too, um, because they're just so crazy. That's one of the best Leatherfaces, I got to say, in the in the Texas Chainsaw series, I think. Yeah, like Bill Johnson is really great. Um, I remember asking him at Cinema Wasteland, I asked him what his favorite part of doing the movie was, and he said, getting paid. No. <laughs> <laughs> he asked, like okay he says hey you want to go out and get high i'm like thanks but no i was a little alarmed about going out the possibility of going outside with leatherface 
getting high and then waking up with my skin peeled off. That's what I was thinking might <laughs> just happen. Like, no, man, I'm cool. Thanks. He might have done a dance for you. <laughs> yeah. Show a little bit of a shimmy, shimmy shimmy. Show us. Shimmy it, man. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have known. I would have gone. Well, next time they come back around, we will definitely hit the circuit and go see them. Uh, there are tons of memorable lines. I mean, Chop Top knows all the lines by heart like I do, you know. What are some of your, your, your favorite lines, Chop Top? Oh, gosh. Uh, you get that bitch, Bubba? You get that bitch? <laughs> You're my fave. <laughs> uh, to a far-out fan, you know. Just everything. I mean, comes out of Bill Mosley's mouth and as his character is a lot of times hysterical. Just yeah, it's 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 just it sets up. I, I don't know. It, it 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 takes away a lot of times. Like like you said, that uh, it's such a nice blend. It takes off from that uh, just the horror aspect of the brutalness, the intensity. You have that mm -hmm. nice mix in there with those humor mo humorous moments and those lines. And I, I think that's just a nice mix, a nice balance. And um, yeah. I mean, but yeah, those are just a few. I, uh, it, it's like death eating a cracker. Death eating a cracker. Uh, Bill Mosley, I asked him about the lines. I said, a lot of those, I said, how much of that was improv? And he said quite a few of those lines were improv that he just made up. Like, like death oh. eating a cracker, that was improv. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure about the burner like a rat. Um, but I thought that was fantastic. And if you ever meet Bill Mosley, a sweet guy, really totally cool, very gracious and giving with his time with the fans. And when you hear him laugh, it sounds just like fucking Chop Top, man. It is just like the scariest, like oh, wow. creepy, like, oh, okay, that's a real laugh. Okay, that that was scary to me. I don't know if you, <laughs> you recall any of that blood letter or not. I don't. Yeah. My memory shot. That's okay. I still remember being there with but, you. But still doesn't. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Blood oh, Letter. I'm okay. sorry. No, my favorite line is when um, Lefty is there with the ch getting all the chainsaws <laughs> and he starts shoving, you know, he's like, oh, take it out there for a test run. And he starts shaving it or whatever. And then that, uh, the salesman was like, oh, what, is, what did he say? Oh, my banana. Oh, my egg and banana. Oh, my egg and banana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That's um, like one of my favorite lines. Oh, my Haken banana. And a brilliant director by the name of Mark Justice put that line <laughs> in his second movie, Sorority Sisters vs. Like... Cyclops, or versus Sasquatch. Yes. He always takes lines from other movies and puts them in his own. Uh, right. That's a great line. And I, I love when, when Lefty shows up underground at the Texas Battle Land. You know, he's being berated by... by you know, uh, Drayton, is that the American way of entering a man's house singing like that? Yeah, like, how, how much you want? Cold, hard he's cash. Like, I'm oh, the yeah. Lord of the harvest. Uh, what is that? Some kind of new health food bunch? <laughs> <You know? laughs> is that what this is? Is it, is it a cash money? Is there any cash involved? Well, let, let me tell you. Right here. Hey guys, I crack up when I, I crack up too when I see him. Uh, lefty shows up and he's like, I'm bringing it down. I'm bringing it on. That was my yeah. other favorite part. Yeah. yeah. Just running through there. And I was like, I, I don't think that's very safe. You're on the top floor. Start, you know, you got to get out of there. My favorite scene is when they bring Grandpa out, 
Oh, Grandpa, don't, don't worry about it. He's a real, he's a, he's a one hitter, you know. One hitter. He, be he careful now, misses. you're falling up his shit. <laughs> he misses and misses and misses. Oh, come on, Grandpa, get on with it. It's the inner time. It's the inner time. We love you. We love you. Yeah, very, very, very creepy. Uh, you know, and by this time, Stretch has just yelled herself hoarse, you know, and I hey. asked Caroline how they filmed those scenes. She said they had one day of screaming scenes and one day off. So she wouldn't completely, you know, give her a chance for her voice to heal up. There's just so many funny lines. The movie is just, it is, it is, I think one of the finest examples of comedy horror in that it is, it is every bit both. It is terrifying at times. You know, that's when I first saw it, uh, the first time I, I saw it, it was at a drive-in actually, I think it, I don't know what the double feature was, maybe Blood Beach or something. When Leatherface has stretch cornered in the radio station, she's in that big bucket of ice, and he's running that chainsaw for thigh. You know, I don't know who's going to live or who's going to die. I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, he's going to fucking rip her in half. He's just going to start with the hoo-ha and go all the way up, you know, <laughs> and that's it. I'm like, oh, I don't want to see that. You know, um, thankfully, that didn't happen. But there is a menace to Chop Top when he's coming in. There is a menace to all of them when they're working together, but they themselves are hysterical. Just just really funny, the, the lines that they say. And, you know, this movie is significantly gorier than the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which you're thinking, that movie's going to be really gory. It's really not. The original mm-hmm. TCM doesn't has hardly any gore at all. There's I, a one really gory scene, I think, where the woman, the blonde, gets hung on the meat hook. Okay. But, I mean, yep. but that's not a whole lot. Um, it's just that now with Tom Savini coming in, doing the gore effects, I think one of the greatest shots, and it's, you know, he makes sure that everyone sees it because it is so cool, is when Lefty drives that chainsaw right through Leatherface. And he's like, got the saw right through his gut, and Leatherface turns to the side so you can see the chainsaw completely <laughs> yeah. through him. You know, only intentionally. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, you know, then Drayton's on the, on the bottom, riffling through these courses, corpses. He's underneath the table. He's like, oh, "Come here, come here, Nubbins. Where's that old <laughs> fuck you, Charlie? Oh, you know, man yeah, makes oh, a living really bur- by hooking and bur- crooking, and then the gods go kick him right in the balls. Well, not I really burn, burn, burn my beans on that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 sure, uh, took care of my hems. That's uh, not good. Sure, burn my my beans bad on that one. <laughs> well." <laughs> I know. I felt bad that Lefty didn't make it out. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of felt bad for him too. Because he was really trying to, trying to save death him. And all serious and wanted to absolutely bring justice because uh, it wasn't getting done on the law enforcement front. Go figure. Um. So, uh, but yeah. So, um, I, I really kind of felt bad too. I agree with Bloodletter on that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say that I'm not going to rule out that we can't bring Lefty back because Leatherface came back. And Leatherface three, oh. he, he had a chainsaw <laughs> going right through him. So, uh, um, yeah. So, what was yeah. Grandpa in Leatherface three too? Was Grandpa still around? No, there was. It was no. a whole different kind of family, wasn't it? I don't. I don't, recall, I don't. I don't recall. I remember it not being a good movie. Um, I thought the poster sure. was better than the movie because it had the Saw's <laughs> family, which is how Bill Johnson signed my autograph, which is really cool. I he just. Mm. Uh, he said, the Saw is family, and so are you. I'm like, oh, that's just that's just great. You know, 
yeah, no, it's a forgettable movie. I wanted it to be so much better, but the the remake of t- the original Texas Chainsaw had some good moments, but yes. it strays too much from the original formula. You know, the family's not necessarily cannibals, and that's what really made it terrifying. You know, the idea yes. that these families are eating people, killing people, and that was really big in the you know the eighties. I mean, going back to like Motel Hell, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> also involved the chainsaw, you know, and a, a farmer wearing a pig on his head, you know, and. Uh, those are Uncle Freddy fries. What was that, Blood Letter? Uncle Freddy's fried fritters. I don't remember. Or I know they buried people. Fritters. Yeah, Tom or Ted, I cut yeah. their throats and and severed their vocal cords and then put them in the ground and fed them to the guy. And then they took the the, tra- <laughs> the tractor and yanked them out of the ground. Um, like carrots. Right. Yeah. And uh, so this this idea of cannibalism one. was really really great, and you kept that in TCM too. You know, through the yes. chili and the eyeball pate and all these things, and 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 Drayton's trying to run this business, you know, and he sees his younger brothers, you know, Chop Top and Bubba Leatherface, as kind of getting in the way of that success sometimes, you know. So there's a there's a sympathy, there's a sympathetic nature to Drayton that I find, you know, he puts on that good face, he's trying to run a business, you know, he's the working man, and uh, but but there the the house it is insane. And I, that's, I think, shown best in the scenes where Leatherface <clears throat> is chasing Stretch. You have all these great point-of-view camera shots going through all these long hallways that are all lit up with Christmas lights and lamps on the floor and, like, dolls and corpses and, and all these, you know, like, there's a bunch of corpses under a beach umbrella, you know, just just crazy stuff under Texas Battleland, you know. Yeah, it's an absolute treat. It was kind of nice in later years. Uh, you know, not that Rob, uh, Rob Zombie films are good because they're not, but House of a Thousand Corpses. I mean, it was, it was he paid tribute. He did that deliberately because you look at the underground where Doctor Satan was and all that. I know it's a different film, but it was like, oh, this is so TCM two. This is exactly like TCM two. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was creepy under there under Texas Battleland. I mean, there was really some new creepy moments. The the set was creepy. Like you said, uh, Montag, all the corpses and the different positions they had them in and how the bones yeah. are used you know, yeah. more throughout for like furniture and different things like they did with the original. Yeah, I really, that's the set pieces are great in that. And and there are, some, there are moments that I found to be viscerally horrifying where where the uh, toward the end when they go see Grandma and, and Stretch is trying to start the chainsaw. And here's Chop Top as he's been you know, slashing at her with a straight razor just over and over and over again. And she's he's slicing on her legs and on her back and just, you know, shredding her to pieces. I I can feel that kind of stuff because I've known what it's like to have a paper cut or a razor cut. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to have a chainsaw go through me, but I can remember, I know what a straight razor feels like. So, mm-hmm. you know, that I could feel. That was like a real tangible kind of horror. By that time, Stretch stops screaming and kind of turns the tables and she kind of, she kind of becomes insane. She's all the stuff she's had and now it comes out, but it's a really intense scene as well. Cause that's where chop top brings that straight razors to his throat and draws the cross. He's like, look, look at my face. You know, he's <laughs> drawing the cross. He's like, he's like, like, uh, like, uh, uh, like, 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 is, is still the reason why this movie is so enjoyable for me. I can watch it tomorrow. I'll still be laughing at these lines, especially when I'm watching it with either of you two, just knowing we're going to be like laughing our asses off. Cause 
it's it's a movie best shared with people who like the movie or like the genre. And if you've never seen it, well, you've spoiled quite a lot of it. But I, it is such an entertaining, enjoyable movie. You know, all around, way better than a lot of the quote-unquote horror that's out now. You know. That they don't show, you know, they're not too graphic with it, and then you leave it to their imagination of like, you know, like what what do they have to do? What are they doing to process this meat and you know, and mm-hmm. all that stuff like that? I like the psychologicalness of it, of you filling in some of the blanks, you know. Yeah, we see the finished product with the chili, and then there's yeah. that scene where 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 Lefty kicks in the wall, you know, inside, <sighs> and all those guts and entrails spill out. You know, we see yes. that scene, all the all those pieces. I'm thinking, couldn't they have used those too, you know, to make some hot dogs or something? You could really taste the hog, you know, the hog anus. Uh, right. This is this is a thoroughly funny movie, enjoyable and disturbing. A lot of great lines. It's a, if you've seen this movie more than a few times, you've probably you've probably have made these. You know, you've probably done the lines yourself. Uh, uh, I get embarrassed <laughs> if I call in. Can I? Can I do it in person? It's just so easy to adopt these characters. And the uh, shimmy. Yeah, the shimmy at the end, because then then we see, <laughs> we see. Yeah, we see Stretch as kind of taken over for Leatherface. That's at right. The, yeah, the chainsaw end. shimmy. Yeah, exactly. like her mind. Her mind finally snapped from that, right. that sheer brutality and right. everything she went through, and now she traded places. With Leatherface. Yeah, and I Definitely. would like to see another stretch movie. I'd like to see the head of her own clan, or something. You know what happened to Stretch going? An interesting forward. premise. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. I asked Caroline once <clears throat> if she would be willing to do a cameo in one of my movies, and she said she doesn't do cameos. So I'm like, okay, well, thank you. <laughs> you know, just to say like one line, so I could say starring Caroline Williams. I don't know if have, have ever of you seen the Sharknado movies. Um, it was just one. I got through oh. the first one. They get better as they go. They get funny. We need really? to watch the Sharknados. Yes. Okay. Anyway, there's there's one of the Sharknados. I forget number five, maybe, where she and Gunnar Hansen are in it together, and she calls him Bubba, hmm. her little brother, or Bubba, my, oh, my Bubba, nice. my, my brother Bubba, and they run like a chainsaw shop. I'm like, oh, are you kidding oh, that's me? That's great. It is because you know, yeah, because they obviously use a chainsaw to fight the sharks. Um, yes, you have to see that little. My like, Caroline, you told me you didn't do a cameo. Here's a cameo for Sharknado. Well, I'm sure Sharknado could pay her a little more. <laughs> I was going to give her IMDb credit and a free copy of the DVD. No, <laughs> what more could she? <laughs> Caroline, I love you. Just saying. Uh, any other thoughts on? Uh, TCM two while we're here. Anything more? What we think we can add to this to this discussion? Just kind of rambling discussion of all of our little favorite moments. I don't. I don't think I have anything else. I'm my favorite things. You know, Mosley Chop Tops my favorite, obviously. And uh, we we covered all the bases. The classic. This is absolutely so. Um, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty much finished up. Love that. Yeah, I think I've done too. I just I really like the you know. Really like the set, you know, and, and the way they designed the the places. Because I watched uh, Texas Chainsaw first, you know, I watched mm-hmm. them back to back so I could see it all, you know. And I mean, um, it would just be a scary set and to be one of those actresses, yeah, you know, being chased by these bizarre people would just be, you know, horrifying. And, 
Yeah, and the creepy things you can do with some baby doll parts and bones. Mm -hmm. You know, when you think about the TCM original, it is a slow moving, the sense of dread and menace builds up. But the, the interior of the house, it's just, you know, kind of rotten food and flies and weird bone, you know, kind of bones and stuff. It's like, you know, and of course, we, we know who the character of Leatherface is based on, right? What real life serial yeah. killer. Yes. I heard that wasn't true. I think again inspired Norman Bates and um, oh. also and also inspired um, Leatherface and yeah, uh, James too. Gum. Yeah, James Gum. Um, okay. I'd love to love to interview Ted Levine or Levine if oh. I can. <laughs> that would be an awesome interview, Ted, Mister Levine. If you're out there, we love you, man. We'd love to have you come on show. Oh, well, wait, are you the guys who do the heavy metal horror? <laughs> We're outside. It's frightful. <laughs> we're gonna do a. We're gonna do a. James Gum sings Christmas songs. <laughs> we're actually trying to. Me and Mark were, Montag were trying to get him at some point. Uh, we were thinking about sending him a letter. Please do an album of Christmas songs. You know, yeah. for your true As fan. Gum. Wouldn't that be awesome? Gum. Yes. Me for a bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Guys are just insane. Put a ritter and two towards the grandmother's house we go. No. Cut that bitch open. Bells, jingle fucking bells, jingle fucking all the way. Oh, Santa, was he a great big fat person? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh, so much goodness. All right. Well, I think we've I think we've blown our wad for Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. It's a great movie. I mean, we've had such a fun time talking about it. Until next time, kitties. This is Montag, Chop Top, and Bloodletter. And you've been listening to Heavy, Heavy. Heavy. Metal. Metal. Oh, oh. oh.